The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You are listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is producer Sarah Labowitz, and we're going to be talking about the new documentary, Texas, USA. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's nice to have you. This is an interesting film. Um, obviously, it took place in 2022. So I want, just so our listeners know a little bit about what Texas, USA is all about, and then we can do a deep dive into the film. Yeah, well, Texas, USA is about democracy and the fight for democracy in a tough place in America, in one of the most iconic states in Texas. So we follow a mix of candidates and organizers throughout 2022, which was a midterm election year. And in the process, we tell a bigger story about what's happening in our country right now. Yes. We're talking, you and I, the, the day after the off-year elections in December of, or in November of 2023. And like, it just feels more and more relevant, the things that we were filming, even in 2022, it feels like we're just building towards that. That story is still building. Yes, yes. And it's interesting because I watched the documentary the night before (laughs) the the elections, the off-year elections. So I thought about that as I was watching it. This is your first film producing a movie. So let's tell the audience a little bit about your background, what you did before you decide to become a film producer. Yes. So I'm a policy wonk. And I went to school for that. And I've worked in Washington and New York and in and out of government. And really, public policy is how do you get the government to do stuff? And for my whole career, I've worked on democracy and human rights issues, civil liberties issues. So I'm always like trying to figure out how can we make things better for people? How do we get more justice in our society? And I most recently was the policy director for the ACLU of Texas from 2020 to 2022. And I was in the middle of the Texas state legislature when they were trying to do banning abortion, they were doing voter suppression, making it easier and easier to carry a gun, all these really difficult, difficult things. We were losing a lot. And I felt like these policy tools that I had been working on my whole career, it was like not enough. The moment needed more. And so I was just like really interested in storytelling and happened to know director Andrew Morgan. So I called him up in May of 2021. And I said, I think there's a really interesting story happening in Texas. You should come down. And he did. And then we've been working on this for the next however many years, more than two years now. That's not that long, actually, for a documentary. I just, just my interview prior to this one was over seven years. So two years seems like nothing. I actually we hustled. Nine. We hustled. You know, <laughs> like it was it was not easy to do it that quickly, but we just yeah. we knew that the story was like we couldn't wait that the story needed to come out. And so we really hustled to get it done in that timeline. And it's timely. You know, you have yeah, you had yeah. a, 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 it yeah. was very timely. You live in Houston, is that correct? That's right. Are you a native Texan or did you transport yourself there? <laughs> I moved here on the strength of a story. And in 2017, there was an article in Harper's called Letter from Washington. It was it described what was happening here in Harris County, in the county where Houston is. And it just seemed really interesting. And I was kind of at a crossroads in my own life and like trying to figure out where I wanted to live. And I decided to come down and just sort of try it out for about six months, sort of see what it was like to live in a place like Houston, which is big and diverse on a lot of levels and like has a big economy and right. is internationally located. There's a lot of like interesting, great things about Houston. Mm-hmm. The food is great. And so I tried it out. And that was like six years ago. And now I own a house in Houston. And 
I live here. So. I know a lot of Californians are moving to uh, Texas to, to your area yeah. of the world, yeah. too. So let's talk about the politicians that you followed in this documentary and then the other wonderful people and what they're doing in Texas, because it, it's amazing what's going on down there. I have a very, very dear friend who lives in San Antonio and other friends who live in other places in Texas. And it's a, it's a great state and lots of changes are going on down there. And you're part of that. And this film shows that the grassroots, because everything change begins at the grassroots level, if we're going to make any change at all. So let's talk about why you chose the candidates that you did to highlight in Texas, USA. Yeah. So one of the things we were really keen to do, and I, I'd watched a, a number of films to prepare for this project and to a lot of candidate stories, Knocked on the House or The War Room, and even the RBG documentary that came out mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Right. And they, they sort of centrally focus on a single character. Knocked on the House had a number of characters, but it's really like an AOC film. And the story that I knew about Texas and what was happening here was that it was bigger than any one candidate. Like the what's happening in the democracy here and, and sort of in the culture is not just about like one candidate winning or losing. It's really about kind of a movement. And so it was important that we showcase different candidates and also the organizers who are organizing in community election cycle after election cycle, not just for candidate stuff, but for issue stuff. So we have some horse race stuff in the film. We look at Lena Hidalgo is this kind of amazing local government. She's the county judge in Harris County. So it's a county of 4.6 million people. It's bigger than half the states in America. And she's, you should just turn 32. She's went to Stanford. She's bilingual. She's an immigrant from Columbia. She's just this image of a Texas politician that I don't think many people hold in their minds, that someone who is young and progressive and worldly is in charge of this really big, important place. So her story is really important. And her story is is made possible in part by the work of Brianna Brown, who runs the Texas Organizing Project, which is community organizing group here in Harris County and in other cities around Texas. But they organize year round and to fight for things like paid sick leave and the things that make people believe that participating in the democracy, voting makes a difference. And that's not just about like whether you elect this one person or another person. It's about like, is the government doing things that are helpful and meaningful in my life? So you followed Lena, but you also followed or you highlighted in the film Beto O'Rourke, which who I love and I just wish she would win something. (laughs) Well, and I think that Beto is probably the the best known character in the film nationally. Most people in the country who follow politics have heard of Beto O'Rourke, who ran for against Ted Cruz for Senate in 2018 and is running against Greg Abbott in our film in 2022. And spoiler alert, he loses both times. But I, I think that's part of politics. And it was important for us to show that Beto made a big sacrifice in running that race and the way that he supported what was happening in Harris County. And sometimes changing the fight that we're in now requires really long-term participation and like people who are in it, not just because we want to like, think now we look at politics almost like sports mm-hmm. and it's all about whether your team wins or loses. And what I appreciate about Beto's role in the state and in, in our film is really about like, what happens when you don't win and you're part of something that's bigger than yourself and part of the long-term change that's happening in a place. It's a wonderful story. I mean, in that respect for people to learn from his story and what's happened to him. Let's hope he runs for something else 
in the state of Texas. I hope so. So well, what I love about yeah. him too is that he's like supporting other people, and so he's he's block out walking with Brianna. He's supporting Lena, and so there's a kind of I think if you're not in the political world, it's easy to think of, of politicians almost like a sports hero or something, and you kind of miss the ecosystem piece that doing things that are big and hard, and especially in this moment in America, like fighting for like the core of the democracy requires like an ecosystem and a, a lot of interdependent support. No question about it, especially in, in politics. It definitely does. I was surprised to see our first lady, uh, Jill Biden. Jill Biden. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah t- t- that was pretty amazing for Lena, her campaign. T- talk about how did that happen? How did that transpire? I mean, I think that what Lena is doing in Harris County has certainly gotten the attention of people nationally. And it was a close race. And the White House wanted to send support. And so we were fortunate to be able to follow along with Dr. Biden as she was in Houston for that day. And we got a lot of footage actually with her in different places around the city and captured just a really nice moment, I think, in the final film between Dr. Biden, Sheila Jackson Lee, who's a congresswoman here in Houston, who's now running for mayor, and Lena. And it's this image of, yeah, kind of female political power too. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. After going through this process, and this being your first film that you've produced, and we'll get into that a little bit more, are you feeling hopeful that this movement can catch, you know, fire even more? And that, let's go back, LBJ over... A Texan. Yeah, a Texan, a Democrat back in the 60s. And I think we always felt Texas was more of a Democratic state. Maybe I'm mistaken. And somewhere along the way, it transitioned and became more of a Republican red state. And I hate red state, blue states. I'm just so tired of all of that, too. Because, again, these labels, then we label and then they become fixed on whatever, on the person or on the state or whatever it may be. But how do you think that happened? Or And do you think it can swing back? I mean, based on what you've seen in this last year or two or, or six years and being in the state itself? I don't know. I mean, I'm honestly like less interested in the kind of horse race of like red or blue or whatever. Yeah, and and yeah. I think as someone who like lives here and has been working here, it's more about like the, some of the fights that we see. We, Audrey Perez is one of the characters in the film and they're a trans advocate here and they're in Austin. And that's less about like the fights that Audrey is involved in are less about like are Democrats in power or Republicans in power. It's like, is the state treating you with dignity and respect? Mm-hmm. And that seeing that fight unfold to me is like part of the bigger fight that we're all in, which is it really is about like what what kind of country do we want to live in? And Greg Kassar, who's another one of the characters in the film, he's a was a longtime city council member in Austin and then now is serving in the U.S. Congress. And he has this line towards the end of the film where he says, we're in the middle of the story. And that's what feels really important to have captured that the whole country is in a sort of a struggle that I think is unfamiliar to most of us who are alive today right. about like what kind of country are we going to be? And so I don't know what direction. And, and the in the film, we don't try to put our thumb on the scale of like, is it right. like, is Texas going to turn blue? I don't know. But what's interesting to me about our characters is that they're fighting for a vision of American democracy that is inclusive and multiracial and is not just returning to something like the LB. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia in some ways for like an LBJ era or Ann Richards, who was a Democratic right. governor here. And in, what I love about the story that our characters tell about themselves is that they're aspiring to something even bigger and more expansive. And like, that's the story that was really interesting to me. And I think is really undecided in the country. Like, where are we going to go? What kind of country are we going to be? And I'm happy to hear that you feel that more and more young people are getting more actively involved in the fight in the grassroots fight or, you know, just getting more involved in politics in general than 
than maybe perhaps the generation before them, because I think there was this apathy that took place. You know, the baby boomers were involved. You know, they got involved. I don't know what's happened to them anymore, but <laughs> I think they're still involved. But uh, then there was another generation that, you know, is maybe perhaps not. And so then we go to the next. I don't know what, I, and everybody's got a name for which one they are. I don't know what, are they Gen Z? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the millennia, that they're getting yeah. more actively involved. Are you feeling that too? Uh, because, you know, I got involved very young in politics and, you know, worked on campaigns uh, at a young age and, and just felt this civic duty to get involved. Um, but then I think there was, a, as, as I said, an apathy that took place and people felt, oh, the country's fine. We didn't have, need to get that involved. And I know ugh, there's so many things that are on, they're taking place that uh, for everybody, I think, on every level uh, that people are, are getting more active involved is that is that just a you know, misconception on my part or is that true and that you would would what you saw when you were doing this film Sarah well I mean I think that certainly I've seen a lot of youth act you know like when you try and police what teenagers can read and watch in school they really care about that and so we didn't we didn't follow the issues around book banning in our film but um when i was working at the aclu you know you you see how people become activated by um you know if this if the the state or your school district is trying to control the kinds of information that you're allowed to right. look at like that inspires people to get engaged politically i think the fight um for workers' rights, you know, the fight for 15, and, you know, that inspires young people to join with others and join political movements, the fight for trans rights. It, those are all really motivating issues. What I like about the film, and this is sort of why I think I wanted to do it, is when we've watched it with different people, and, like, including, like, middle-aged people who follow politics but haven't been necessarily super engaged, what I really like about it is that people come out and they say, I really want to, like, this reminds me of something I really cared about and I want to do something about that. Mm -hmm. And the film is not prescriptive about, right. you know, you should register people to vote or you should join this organization or that organization or you f should fight for this. It's more about a story of the showing what it takes. You know, there's a lot of talk about fighting for democracy. And here we are kind of showing what it takes. And that can mean a lot of different things for different people. Um, so I like as much as I like the the youth stuff and I find that inspiring, I also find the like I'm middle aged and um am inspired stuff too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's hope everybody walks away feeling inspired. What yeah. made you decide? Because you you know, as you said, you did policy and you were working in policy and um you know trying to make changes from the inside, let's say, what made you decide to become a film producer and, and, and yeah, just in general. And is this something that you feel now that you've done this film that you want to continue to do others? So let's, yeah, tell yeah. me a little bit about that transition. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that I decided that I was going to become a film producer. I think that um, at some point, like several months to the project, Andrew and I were talking, he said, you know, this is what producers do. And I said, Oh, really? <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, when Andrew and I met in 2013, 2014, um, I was at the business school at NYU running a center there on business and human rights. And most of my research was on the fast fashion industry and workers rights in 
the supply chain for fast fashion. And I wrote a lot of like research papers about that, that like dozens of people read. And then Andrew made a film called The True Cost. And he and I met in the course of his making the film about that. And he went to Bangladesh where a lot of my research had been. And like thousands and thousands of people watched that film. And I saw firsthand how that film changed the way that people thought about themselves and what they felt called to do. And I still meet people. I was in New York a couple of weeks ago and I met someone who was like, oh yeah, I watched The True Cost and now I work in sustainable fashion. And it was, it, it kind of opened up people to a different way of working at things they wanted to do all the stuff. And I, I think that I've just kind of had that in the back of my mind and that that was part of what caused me to give him a call when I was feeling sort of the most despairing about mm. what was happening in Texas, that there was this like other way of like, it's not enough to know what we need to do. And that's like fundamentally what policy is about is like, what should we be doing? You know, care about affordable housing or human rights or whatever it is like what should we be doing what's the best way to do that and there's this other piece which is how do you inspire people that we can do something about it Mm -hmm. and that is what i think drew me to the idea of working on a film or asking andrew if he was interested in the story (laughs) about a film that i then ended up working on more and more and more and more and then eventually becoming a producer on um in terms of what I would do next, um, I still work in policy. Um, you know, that's still very much part of my life. And I, since making the film, it just came out a couple weeks ago. I keep hearing about other people who are making films about what's happening in our democracy and, you know, about elections administrators in Rhode Island and like voting in Alaska. And like, there's these, this kind of little group of us that are, I think finding similar sparks in this story of what's going on in America right now. And um, I'm really interested to know more about kind of where all that goes and how stories like this one help people form kind of political identity, American identity. Um, So we'll see. I don't know where it's all leading. Yeah, it's interesting. I've had quite a few documentaries that have dealt with, um, politics in many ways. I had Don Porter on for Good Trouble, you know, about John mm-hmm, Lewis. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. uh, uh, she was on right before he died, actually. So yeah. it was very timely, but I've had many others, too. And that's one of the reasons, you know, you say that, you know, a documentary can speak to a broader audience. Uh, and that's why I do what I do, uh, and to give the independent filmmakers and documentarians a, a, a voice, a place, a platform for them to talk about their films on a broader level and get the word out there so more people can come see their films. And so it's very rewarding uh, to be able to do that uh, and, and and help with these different causes. I, I, yeah. There's so many of them. Well, can I ask you a question? Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, it was it felt to me like this kind of instinct or that, you know, I'd seen the way that film helps people like form memories and identity and all this stuff. But how do you see film affecting people? Well, I think, well, that's a good question. It's a broad question. You're an expert. Uh, no, I can't say I'm an expert, but thank you. <laughs> For sure. I've never had the tables turned on me, Sarah, <laughs> to ask me a question. You know, how can you not, when you watch something, I mean, I just, when you see something like this and you go, you know what, there's something in this that sparks 
inside, uh, you know, an interest again to get more actively involved, let's say in politics. Let's, you know, I, I know for myself, you know, I made during the presidential campaign, I made phone calls, you know, to different states. I'm in California. We know how this state goes. <laughs> so they ask us in California to make calls to other states and, you know, to try to get the vote out in various states. I, I know I took call Georgia quite a bit, uh, you know, during the presidential uh, election in 2020. And then also, the runoff election afterwards. So you hope when people watch it, you know, it sparks a conversation and then can light a fire within with for people to make changes. Uh, there's a new film called Common Ground about sustainable farming that's uh, hitting the country like wildfire. And it just makes you like, just like you did with uh, sustainable uh, clothing, you know, that we're beginning to become more aware. It that's more or less what it is. I think there's a lot of things that people aren't aware of, and a film can make us aware and make changes just with ourselves. You know, with me, you know, that's where it starts. It starts with us as individuals, and that's where it, you know, it can grow. And then you can maybe, you know, decide to grow bigger and join other groups, grassroots groups, and get more involved in, in uh, whatever cause it is that you decide that you want to become involved with. Well, and that's what I loved. Uh- Working with Andrew, Andrew's such a good storyteller. And I think, you know, when you're in the policy world, it's a lot about kind of intellectual rigor. And the film world is a lot about feelings and emotions and storytelling and inspiring people, not didactically, you know, not just sort of saying like, this is what you should think or believe. And it was really special to sort of see the world that I live in kind of refracted through his lens as a storyteller and director. And, you know, obviously I knew that he had that because I watched his previous films and like seen the true cost a little bit behind the scenes. Um, But I think that's the thing that I've loved most about this project is that to see it, it's really different to watch it on the big screen and to see the, you know, the way that it's shot and the music and the emotion that that evokes in people. And it's just, it hits really different than um, reading the news. And, um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and she was quoting from a book about painting and she was saying, you know, that you, you can't get the news from a poem Mm -hmm. and it's, it's like you need both. Like you need to, you need the news, you need the policy, you need to know what, what's what. But um, the inspiration to jump in and to participate and to, and to yeah, feel things about what's happening that comes from from art, from film, from this other place. Yeah. Um, and it was exciting to be able to bring those two worlds together in this project. What do you hope people walk away? with after watching Texas USA? Um, I hope I hope that they feel hope, but that it's not a kind of false or cheap hope. That it's grounded in the reality of how hard this is right now. I mean, the the hardest piece of the film is the Uvalde school shooting in May of twenty twenty two. Right. And there's, it's horrific and you, that there's no sort of cheap answer to that. And there's Mm -hmm. no kind of false promise of how hard it will be to um, build a society where 
kids don't get shot in their classrooms, you know? And so like the, the size of the task is so big. And so you want people to be grounded in the reality and also the sense of possibility that, that the way that we build a better place is by working hard at it and joining with others and that that feels good and is good and worth trying. Wonderful. Wonderful. Where can people see Texas USA, Sarah? Uh, Apple, Prime, and Google Play. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I wish you much success with Texas USA, and it's been a joy having you on the show, and I look forward to having you back with your next project. Well, I look forward to that, too. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, Sarah. Have a great day. Bye. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube, subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampryshow.com. Thank you for listening. The Jan Bright Show, all about movies. 